side. An open road is no place to hide. There's no turning back when you put it in drive. Roll, roll, roll if you want it the most. Roll, roll, roll if you're ready to go. All these horses need to run. So let them run wild. Members of the PHFFL. We have a groundbreaking, record-breaking episode of the Race of Three podcast. We had to take this thing on the road, and we are down in T-Hoss in Dallas, Texas. When I say we, that's because I got a co-host with me tonight on the Race Three podcast. None other than the owner and GM and cowboy fan extraordinaire, Chadlack CT himself. Chadlack, how we doing? Fantastic. TC, I tell you what, this is a dream realized, you know, uh, just being here, you can, it's the air is different down here and you can feel the energy as we prepare for a prime time game tomorrow night. Boy, you can definitely feel the energy. You can definitely, you know, the race three podcast, it has pretty much been a race of three podcast hostile takeover the Dallas Fort Worth area so we're here um I wish this was a video cast it's just a podcast if you can see what my co-host was wearing well I'll make sure I get a picture out to to all of the loyal listeners of the race three podcast we've got a how about Chad do you want to describe or do you want me to describe what you got on here I would love to tell the folks listening that uh right now I have on the oversized cowboys hat but I've been I've been dreaming about wearing this for a while, and uh, finally got to showcase it today. Found it in the shop, just what I needed to show my fanhood, and uh, it was a big hit throughout the area so far. Everybody's loving the oversized hat. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful hat. The only thing you're missing <laughs> right now is your foam finger. You're gonna have to get that. But you know what? It'd be pretty tough to crack a cold one wearing a foam mm-hmm. finger. Let's go ahead. Whether we're in Iowa, whether we're down in Tejas, let's go ahead, practice some tradition, crack some gold ones. Let's crack them. There we go, wet the whistle here. Just what I wanted, I was uh, telling you last week, just just how good that that lemon, you know? Yeah. Um, that lime. Tell, tell them the folks at home, so we... Uh, Race three podcast. We're on the road here. We got an Uber on the way back from watching the Cyhawk game. We'll get into the Cyhawk game for all you loyal listeners. But we got in. We said, hey, hey we got to make sure we have some cold ones to crack. Asked them if we could stop at a convenience store so we could grab ourselves a six pack. You know, we figured, hey, we're down in Texas. Let's get ourselves some Texas beer first beer that kind of came to my mind was some Lone Star. I figured we could be sitting here sipping some Lone Star on the podcast, looking all around this convenience store. Didn't have that. Didn't have that. I was like, all right, well, maybe a little Shiner Bock. We'll go see if we can't find a little Shiner Bock. Sure shit, they don't have that either. So we're looking around. Nothing that could catch the eye was from Texas. So what are we sipping on? We have, and they've even served them to us in these paper bags. We look about as white trash as you can, but that's all right. We got ourselves a little Mexican beers. I got a Soul version. Chadillac CT's got a Modelo version. 
but of chiladas. If you're not familiar with what a chilada is for the kids at home, a chilada, by the taste of it and what I recognize and know now, a chilada tastes like it's about three-fourths beer, maybe one-fourth tomato juice. What do, you, what do you think about it, CT? Something like that. I mean, that's kind of the traditional take. Um, and that's not necessarily my favorite. That's why I like to go with the lemon. Lemon. Here we go. But it's got the more lime taste. I mean, the lime. And that kind of gives me, you know, a little bit of the, the Texas vibe right, uh, here. And that's what I call I mean, it really quenches your thirst. And uh, it also uh, will, will give you the buzz for the long haul that you need. So, I mean, when I was talking to you last week, this really, for some reason, gave me the vibe that we needed and here I am today. This is what I was hoping to be sipping on and here I am right now yeah. with this very drink. So it is, uh, it gives you a kind of a, it's a lime salt kind of beer type of vibe going on there. Yeah, yes, it is. And they're big 24 ounces. Soul Chilada, it says beer with natural flavors and artificial color. <laughs> so they got an artificial that says a flavorful and refreshing mix of soul beer with natural tomato spice and lime flavors. Let me wet the whistle here with it again. Give it another try on for size. Mine says with the refreshing flavors of lime and salt. Wow, there you go. And I tell you what, uh, since this is a business trip, we're traveling on behalf of the Race of Three podcast. We gotta, we ought to be able to write these things off, right? We ought to be able to write the entire of the expense of this trip off. This will, this should very well be a tax write-off because we are working hard down here, yep. trying to provide um, extensive coverage of not only PHFFL, but we got college football going on. We got uh, NFL. Um, just uh, and aside from the the fantasy implications that we have, and uh, boy, I tell you, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. We'll have to talk. Um... I don't know how to write things off. We'll have to talk to either uh, Jake Myers, business owner. Alex is a business owner. We'll have to talk mm -hmm. to one of those two, mm -hmm. see if they can't teach us how to how to write this off. I'm pretty sure the entirety of this trip can be written off. Worst comes to worst, I think we can just dip into that um, dynasty pot that's been building the PHFL and just pay the trip off this way. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, that's enough banner for the folks at home. So I tell you what, what me and Shadalak CT are going to bring to you tonight. Oh, boy, we got a plethora of things. But I tell you what, it is none other than week one. The season is here, boys. This is what we've been waiting for. We've already had some Thursday night football. We got a full slate of games on Saturday. Chadillac, tell me, how you feeling? What are the vibes right now? Just that feeling that anything is truly possible at this point in time. I mean, this time of year, everybody has high hopes. And uh, for a lot of people, they're going to be dashed fairly quickly. Uh, so, you know, but right now, we're all pretty confident. Um, and, and it's just a story that's yet to be told. Story that's yet to be told every season in the PHFL is another blank chapter blank page you guys all hold pens in your hands what are you guys gonna write this year we will find out for sure so we'll bring that it's new season we have a little transaction corner we got to get into there is not yet again another block 
blockbuster trade that went down. Big blockbuster trade. Um, and then it's going to be – there's no rewind. I mean, we just – this is week one. What we're going to do is have a look ahead into the season. Um, but I guess before we get into that, we do got to address the elephant in the room. The Cy-Hawk game was today. Clones, they reign supreme, as everyone predicted. And I tell you what, unsolicited thoughts, Hawkeye fans, I know you guys are already all turning off the podcast. You're turning it off right now. But my true, honest opinions, God, it feels good, to, feels good to end the streak. I tell you what, it felt a lot like kissing your cousin because winning that game 10-7, I mean, I don't think Petrus is probably even – good enough to be a JV quarterback at this point in time in his career. He looks like garbage. And honestly, all I could think is we looked pretty poor too. And it was just kind of embarrassing showing of the Cyhawk all together. But you know what? I'd rather come out on the W side of an ugly matchup. Chad, any thoughts about the Cyhawk game? I mean, I think you, you know, you said it. I mean, in terms of just not necessarily being able to feel just like totally wonderful about the win but although uh you're gonna take it you're gonna take it oh yeah every single time and the one thing that we talked about before this game i think was turnovers and just how pivotal those are but another thing that sticks out in my mind that both teams are going to look at is just all those missed opportunities for sure that were had yeah you know both teams had turnovers um and at times they just they did they failed to cash in on those but uh maybe you could talk about what we said about those turnovers before the game because coming into the game it had been a while before Iowa State had had one yeah I think it had been since uh you know maybe I'm misquoting here I think since 2015 is what I heard since last time the Cyclones manufactured a manufactured a turnover and they were definitely able to get that job that job done today. I tell you what, a win is a win is a win. Um, if the boys of fall go on to whoop Jerry's kid's ass to a score of 67 to 64, might look pretty ugly, but by God, won't I take that all day, every day. Whoa, whoa, that took a turn. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm ready for that conversation. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I tell you what, right now, let's go ahead, Chadlack. Let's hop into transaction corner let's go here we got the recent activities up here let's wet the whistles here again let's give this chalada i gotta wet this maybe multiple times i gotta get my tongue coated in chalada i got 24 ounces of it i gotta really uh get my um taste buds what would you say i gotta acquire the taste and learn to love it learn to love it savor it Mm -hmm. i mean that tastes like sit in your mouth for a minute yeah that tastes like texas in a can good good times all right, so this was the trade. Big, big trade here. And there was some draft equity that went along with this Chadillac. So I'll go ahead and bring it to the folks at home. This trade was between Quinn Pelz's Hungry, Hornet, and He, He, Henry. I know the folks at home want to hear what you got tonight for that, Chad. Let's hear it. And, you know, I've never said it the same way twice, but let's go. <clears throat> Hungry, horny, and he, 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 Henry. Oh, he, I guess. Yeah, that was good. That was good. He goes ahead and trades what I had thought was the namesake of his squad. So he trades away 
King Henry himself, Derrick Henry, ships off Derrick Henry. Um, also packages up a couple wide receivers and Chase Claypool and then Alan Lazard. So Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Pittsburgh, Alan Lazard, proud alumni of your Cyhawk champions, the Iowa State Cyclones. Now Green Bay Packers wide receiver. And he also puts in his 2023 first round pick. And in exchange, he gets back trading with Tommy B's, my smoking mate, my barbecue partner, Tommy B himself, <laughs> owner and GM of the Tomcats, trades away the big name in this one being Devontae Adams, now wide receiver of the Las Vegas Raiders, running back out of the San Francisco 49ers of Elijah Mitchell, Mark Ingram, halfback down, back with the Saints. And then he threw in his second 2023 pick. So that's a lot of freaking moving parts right there. A lot of moving parts for sure. Um, I think, and I'll get to your opinions here, I think very, very even, solid trade here. I think Ben Nielsen, though, I mean, he really highlighted and hammered it home in the league chat. Probably the biggest takeaway here is, you know what, Tom, Devontae Adams, Mr. Packer himself. Devontae used to be a Packer. He used to love him, used to just, God, for all I know, Tommy might have a Devontae jersey. If he doesn't, I'm sure I'm sure his boy Duke has a Devontae jersey. Just used to love Devontae. Couldn't stand the sight of him in black and silver. And he said, you know what, I got to go out and get another wide receiver that wears green and yellow. And I had to go out and acquire Alan Lazard so he could get his Packer fix and Packer fill. Chad? Thoughts on everything that transpired here? Thoughts thoughts about Tommy just having to get his hands on a Green Bay Packard wide receiver? Don't blame Tommy at all here. Um, I mean, you know, something we were discussing in the car earlier is just the fact that Rodgers is going to put that ball where it needs to be for his receivers and whoever that top guy is and he's healthy, he's going to put up some great numbers. And there's a lot of moving parts with this deal. So for me, um, I the, the thing that immediately came to my mind was Devontae Adams because I just yeah. feel like, for me, out of this whole group, I feel like he is still the most talented. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry, that's maybe a hot take included in there. Both, both superstars. Both superstars. Both superstars. Both superstars. But, but this, this is just me, my opinion. I, to me, when I look at all those players, Devontae Adams is still the one that sticks out to me, and I feel like he's going to have a, a very successful a very successful season. I mean, he's going to have that rapport with Carr, and he's, he doesn't need Rodgers. That's just flat out. And so I think um, I'm giving the advantage right now to who has Devontae Adams because, and it may be a very simplistic view, but I'm just looking and seeing that's the guy right there. That's the guy I see as the top talent. Yeah, that's um, – don't get me wrong. I still think Devontae Adams has a big, big year this year. Um, you can't belittle the fact that he definitely is having a downgrade at the quarterback position going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. But the one silver lining is that he is butt buddies with his – newfound quarterback and his college teammates with him. They already have a rapport there. So regardless of the downgrade, that will help. I would imagine a lot of targets. I'd still imagine a lot of receptions. I do think Derrick Henry, though, is still the name that needs to carry and hold a little more weight. 
Um, he's a guy we've all been kind of waiting for him to break down just because of the style of play and running. Had foot injury last year. Prior to going out with that foot injury, I think we forget just how big of a beast he actually was. I don't know if we can get into last year's game log. Doesn't look like it, but take my word for it. I mean, the guy was an absolute stud. Was just in ranked 20 on the year, and I think he maybe played half of the year. So, I mean, the guy was a stud, stud, stud. It's really just what you think of his viability for health this year. And then maybe in the next two to three year window, you look at this. I do like the fact that Tom halfback. So there's no, there's no, uh, no surprise here. Halfbacks they break down their careers, finish up typically a little bit earlier. I do like that Tom Cats were able to bring back a first round pick in a draft class that appears to be potentially pretty loaded um, to try to offset the fact that his asset will probably depreciate a little bit quicker than Devonte Adams. I think those are excellent points, Kamish. And one of the things I kind of wanted to backtrack on, at least and say, is that I, I give Tom credit for being aggressive in this deal, obviously still bringing back a ton of talent. And with Henry, I mean, running backs are hard to come by. Yeah, No matter sure. how you slice it. And yeah. if he can get value out of him this season and make some kind of a run, then it's worth it to him. So it's just kind of – there's a lot of different factors to weigh, but – uh, like you said, just a very interesting trade all around. Uh, hard, to, hard to give anybody a true, clear win on it. But um, I'm just, I'm just gonna lean back on what I said about the fact that I'm really still very high on Devontae Adams. Yeah, no, I love it. Good analysis all around. I don't think at this point within the year, there's a whole lot more to dig into here on this transaction corner. Next week, when the waiver wires process, they'll process Thursday morning. You better believe next week we will get into those waivers. We'll bring you everything because, you know, the waivers, they're, they're thin here. It's a dynasty league. There's usually not a wealth of talent out there. But just about every year, someone, if not in week one, sometime in the first three weeks of the season, someone's going to pop out. Someone's going to look like a – Look like they might be a breakout for this year, and it's going to be a no-name, nobody. People are going to rush out to that waiver wire try to acquire that, so we'll break that all down. For the loyal, loyal listeners, the people that just crave this PHFL content, next Thursday we'll bring you a more in-depth transaction corner. Chadillac CT on that. I tell you what, we're on the road. I think because of that, people didn't know to route the mail. I didn't have the mail redirected down to our – Texas address. So we're not going to have a mailbag for the folks at home. Um, we'll buy part, we'll bypass that portion of the program. So, I mean, really with that, it is time to get into the meat of tonight's show. Oh boy. Oh boy. And as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought to you by none other than the premier. And I'm talking top class black belt how many degrees are there in black belts third degree nine. nine degrees okay we are a nine degree black belt amateur barbecue team on the northwest north central central iowa barbecue circuit and i'm talking about none other than t and t barbecue i tell you what the race of three podcast it is on the road it is down in barbecue country we are in the heart of barbecue country we're living it week one's kicking off here 
first time we've had the race three podcast outside of the borders of Iowa. So, you know, this has to be big, big, big. And, you know, since we're down in Texas, it's going to have to be something beefy. It's going to have to be beef. And with that, I think it's going to have to be none other than a big old tomahawk steak. And I'm telling you what, we're talking the big old Fred Flintstone looking steak with the big old bone coming off there. You're probably talking a three inch thick ribeye. This is what you're going to do with the thing. You're going to just cover that thing in a whole bunch of salt. You're going to let osmosis do its work. It's going to suck in the salt. Salt's going to pull out some of the juices and some of the bad juices you don't want. Rinse that thing off. Then you're going to hit it up with what? We already know what we're going to hit it up. A little SG, SPG, baby, a little salt, pepper, and garlic. Not to be mixed up with SGP, same game parlay for all you DraftKings workers. Oh. And uh, what's the other one that's out there? Not DraftKings, but um, what's the other big sports book? Oh, geez. We're blanking. I don't My use it. doesn't is, matter. Uh, DraftKings. So then you got this big old Tom. Actually, he's got salt, pepper, and garlic on it. We're going to give it the reverse sear. So go ahead and throw that thing onto a smoker. Whether you want to run it at 180 degrees, whether you want to run it at 225, anywhere in between, that is dealer's choice. Really, just length times the only thing that'll change. I would go ahead, big thick cut meat. I would go ahead and put a probe in it. And what you want to do is smoke that thing up to about a rare temperature. Let's say we get that thing up to about uh, 125, anywhere to 130 degrees, all smoked off. Then we're gonna pull this thing off. We're gonna make this grill at this point we're going to warm it up whether you need to bring a charcoal grill off the side get that thing fire ass hot whether you're working on a pellet smoker and you can convert it to a grill right there by just turning a dial click 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 and all of a sudden we're at 450 degrees that thing's fire ass hot we throw it back on there give it a nice sear on each side make sure you give it a little nice rotation so you get the nice little hash mark sears on each side of it once you do the flip make sure you go ahead Get yourself a big old chunk of butter. Maybe you've pre-softened up that butter. Put a little bit of garlic on it. Drop that on that big tomahawk ribeye. Let that butter just melt down in there. What we're going for, we're going for a nice medium rare. Call it 135 degree internal temperature. Once we hit that, let's pull that bad boy off. Let her rest for, I don't know, anywhere for 5 to 10 minutes. Slice that thing up and mm, 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 mm. Right then and there, you got a cut of beef that is fitting for week one of the PHFL, mm. fitting for week mm. one of the NFL, and fitting for a Dallas T-Hoss edition of the Race of Three podcast. I tell you what, that is, that ain't no RGQ barbecue. That ain't no All Meat Matters barbecue. No, that is TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. Whew. I tell you what, <laughs> we haven't had dinner yet, yet, Chadillac CT. nailed that one. I um I don't know about you, but that segment just got me a little hungry. Yep. We passed up on dinner for about three or four uh Red Bull shots. Yeah, Red Bull vodka shots, Ooh. whatever they were tanning us, we were taking it. Yeah, we a little little Red Bull vodka shots <laughs> and then uh there was a little batting cage action that happened out there. <laughs> so nothing better than taking a few shots and getting a batting cage and see if you can't take a few wow. few cuts of cuts at the ball. Uh all said, I think you know we had a few decent cuts in there. We, we might not be making the uh, 
might not be making the AAA roster anytime soon, but by God, we we made some contact here. Honestly, Commission, you really impressed in the cage. You went, you came in there, made solid contact right off the bat, and uh, I was really truly impressed, especially considering uh, our condition. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think our condition may have helped us. You looked pretty damn good yourself out there. I think you were knocking the ball all around, knocking the face off of it. So let's get into the meat of the night, what it's going to be. No doubt about it. It is going to be a week one preview. I don't know about you, Chadillac. Well, let's wet the whistle here one more time before we bring the folks at home everything they need to know about week one in the Powerhouse Fans Football League. Ah, those chiladas are growing on me. I tell you what, um, would that be a breakfast drink? Is that a breakfast cocktail? You know, you have Bloody Marys, have a chilada instead? Absolutely. All right. Farewell. Farewell. So here we go. Let's get into the scoreboard. Week one, like you said, anything is possible at this point in time. Just so happens we show down this week. Everything is just the stars are aligning. Took All the, the plans out of my mouth on that one. Yeah, everything's going good. We'll save that one for last. Um, so this is going to be, I guess, a little bit unorthodox of a look ahead and a week one preview. Because obviously, since we're coming at you guys on a, we should probably tee that up. It is Saturday night here at nine o'clock, Dallas. For uh, all of you folks at home, is in central time so it's nine o'clock likely where you're listening to it too although i do think we brought in another geo yet again let me go back and look at it um oh bad radio as quinn pels would say but i'm almost positive let's look at this audience we brought in some country that i'm not necessarily familiar with slovenia you know anything about slovenia slovenia is that how you say it so all right uh, what's that like uh eastern europe middle east what is it slovenia let's look at slovenia on a map says a country in central europe i'm gonna pull up the actual map i call bullshit i've never even heard i haven't heard of any of these countries around it either so i guess i don't really know oh just south of uh just south of austria north of croatia so right there we have a little hub where people are craving phffl content the NFL, they've been trying for years to expand their brand, get overseas. The PHFFL, we're just a little bit ahead of them. Don't you agree? I agree. And I think that what we bring to the table, you know, appeals to them because it's something they want to understand a little more about. They want to know why we are having a podcast about a fantasy football league. And No, not just any fantasy football league. Premier fantasy football league. About a premier league and – you know, they just want to know more about our passion. Yep. Um, so we welcome that, and uh, we'll welcome all listeners and um, to understand what maybe goes through our head, which is hard to do. Yeah, that, that is for sure. Um, I just tried to translate cheers to Slovenian. Um, do you want to take a, take a pass at trying to say that? Nazrave. Nazrave. Nazrave to all you loyal listeners in Slovenia. Here we go. Let's get into it. So, as I was saying, Thursday night football's already gone. So, there's already going to be points. There's already going to be people ahead. So, me and Chadillac CT, my co host, we maybe have a bit of a cheat code in predicting what's going to happen in these games. But 
nonetheless, we're going to break it all down for you guys. Anyhow, let's go ahead. The first game we're going to get into is Nick Lauterbaugh's Dirty Van Super Punters versus Ben Nielsen's Country Roads. Take Mahomes. Uh, before we get into anything, a lot of name changes happened here. Um, that's one thing we forgot to mention on that trade. We'll get back into it once we get to Hungry Horny and Hee Hee Henry. What do you think of this new team name here out of Ben Nielsen? And what do you think of that logo that he put out there? <laughs> Zoom in there for you. I think it's great. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, folks. Chad thinks it's great. <laughs> you know what? I do, too. I think it's a great team name. You know what's not great, though? At least from the opinion of Ben Nielsen, he had to sit there on Thursday night football and watch his opponent's quarterback, Josh Allen, just go completely off nuclear. He was projected for 29.1, which is already a high projection. You know what? He bested that in a big, big way, getting 40 points. That's where we sit right now. Dirty Van Super Punters already up 40 points going in this week. Projected now to win 136 to 133. From there, Chad Lack, I'll shut up, and I'll let you give me everything you need to let the crowd know about this matchup and these two teams. I know you got a little something special up your sleeve this evening for the listeners at home. Well, I wanted to back up a little first off because I wanted to say that coming into this matchup, this was prior to the Thursday night game, and I was taking a look at the, the early matchups. I wanted to – Jeez, that's some – you had some actual analysis going on this week. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, nothing too, too earth-shattering. I mean, I didn't – I don't have, like, subscriptions to, like, the really good statistics that you need. But <laughs> the thing that I did pinpoint was I, I talked about uh, Dirty Man Super Punters and the early right – at, right at the early going, I picked Dirty Fan Super Punters this week. And I said I, I expected great week one performances from Jefferson, Mooney, and Jared Allen. Those were the three I picked out of the roster there. And you can see – that Jared Allen followed through on that. and Josh, boy, Josh Allen. Or Josh, geez, Jared Allen. <laughs> Just helping, helping a brother out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a, a obvious uh, mishap <laughs> there. That's not what I meant to say. Josh Allen. We just lost our listeners in Pennsylvania. We lost. We oh, Was it because I mispronounced that name? It might have been. Oh, shoot. Anyways, <laughs> listen, I obviously know the difference between the two. But so another thing I was going to say about the old dirty van super punters is that, you know, punters are pretty popular this time of year for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, it's about the best thing they can go on. Oh, so there's a little shot for you now. (laughs) I think that that's what he needs to run away with this one. Now, I will say. That it is a great team name um, for you there, Ben. Uh, (laughs) So, before this goes off the rails entirely, (laughs) what I wanted to say was that uh, we're going to go ahead and I wanted to pick an alcoholic beverage. Whoa, an alcoholic beverage. For each team in the PHFFL this year. So, and this alcoholic beverage is representing your interpretation of the said squad. 
it's basically yeah either an interpretation of the squad or the manager itself that's well, gonna be nice 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 i am excited to get this i suppose let you get into her so i'm gonna start with country roads take my homes which again great great name can, can, can you sing it country roads take my homes damn you might need to move to nashville <laughs> so with ben ben is a winner proven winner proven winner always competes and throughout my history of being in the bars there is a beer that is surprisingly a winner that people may not necessarily really give that much attention to all the time. And the thing with Ben is too, that, you know, sadly, he's also come up short a little bit too. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't go all the way and give him just a, an amazing drink. So, so he's not top shelf, is what you're telling me. Not top shelf, right, at this point in time, but something to surely be proud of. Here we've got uh, PBR. Caps Blue Ribbon for Ben. There you go. So, it's a blue ribbon beer, baby. Blue ribbon. He's definitely earned his share of ribbons. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. How many trophies, though? I don't know. We'd have to talk to Ben. Well, regardless, we're that's what we're going to give him here. Tonight. I love it. I love it. So, uh, and, you know, they've got some uh, Wisconsin roots. So, that also could uh, tie in with it. Yeah. Another Mr. Packer. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go PBR there for him. So that's where I stand right there. Wow. A little PBR. Um, PBR, is that the, I mean, you'll know, is that the beer of the Cubs? What do the Cubbies drink? What's that that they do? I don't think it's PBR. I just, I really don't want to be put on the spot right now, but I think it's like old style or something. Old style. I think that's, uh, that, that might be right. Um, I mean, I wish I was more of a true blue, you know, fan, I guess, but shit. Uh, I mean, if the beer tastes terrible, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? All you do is sip a chalada. So you're saying country roads, take my homes is the PBR of the league, PBR of this matchup. Squaring up against Dirty Van Superponers, which would then be, which I don't think you've alluded to that yet. We're going to go with a Yingling traditional wow, water. Wow, a Yingling. So those get a decent amount of hype east of the Mississippi. Personally, and don't take this as a shot, Nicholas, I think they're highly overrated. Dang. <laughs> yes. Well, and, you know, and I wish I could say more, but I'm just going off of some of the Pittsburgh uh, ties there. For the dirty uh, super punters, I feel like there's a lot of potential there. I feel like maybe not enough people know about the beer. Maybe not enough people know about the super punters. Wow. So maybe uh, that is uh, the the reason for the choice there. And so, but certainly hoping for some success this year out of uh, out of the dirty man super punters and the traditional logger. Wow! There you go. So dirty man super punters, Nicholas. Country Rogues, take my homes, Ben, go ahead, crack PBR, Nick, crack Yingling, enjoy the Sunday slate. So right now, again, we have a three-point favorite here of Nick Larbaugh, um, me skimming through this matchup, what Ben's going to need to help take that onslaught that started up on Thursday Night Football from Josh Allen is I think he's really going to need 
Pat Mahomes to bring an onslaught himself, projected at 30. Not crazy to think he hits that. Not crazy to think he goes over that. I'm pretty sure the Arizona Chiefs game is the projected highest over-under on this week's slates of games. So you got to like that. Um, you really need to hope then that Marquise Brown on the other end of that is putting up points to keep Pat Mahomes having to sling it, sling it, sling it. So I think that's really what you need, Ben, to come back from this 40 points down out of the hole on Thursday night. I think you need a high-scoring, high-flying Kansas City Chiefs versus Arizona Cardinals matchup. And I tell you what, I don't mind that Aaron Jones sitting there, too, against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm excited for that game week one. Flip side, you, Nick. Exact same thing with Justin Jefferson in that slot. I think that's another game that projects to have a lot, a lot of points, and those guys could both go off in a big, big way. So let's break it down. If you had to pencil someone in right now, three-and-a-half point favorite for Dirty Van Super Punters, projected 136 to 133 of Ben's Country Road, Tick Mahomes. Who are you taking here, Chad Alexi, T? Going again, Dirty Van Super Punters, you know, it might be the easy choice because he's got the, the big early lead, but I – I think Dirty Van Superpunter is going to take this one home. Um, and we'll, we'll see more from Country Roads take Mahomes uh, later this year. You know, he's not going away. Uh, this is not a knock on his team at all because, uh, obviously, very, very good team. Could easily be proven wrong this week. But I just want to I, I want to give a little nod to the Dirty Van Superpunters. Time. It's time for them to uh, punt uh, Mahomes in the head. <laughs> All right. I love it. Give me the team. That's the PBR. I think they come out on top this week in week one and move to one and oh. Let's move on to the next matchup. We have a big, big rivalry game here of Jake Meyer versus Quinn Pell. So we have show me where you shit from going up against Hungry, Hornet, and he, he, Henry. And you know what? We were, I was at least very, very nervous initially when that trade went down. We talked about earlier that Man, probably my de facto favorite team name team name in the league is now going to be lost. It's going to be changed. It's I mean, we should have that printed all over Race of Three podcast swag. We should have it on shirts. We should have it on hats. We should have it on koozies. We should be selling that all across the board. Luckily, Quinners reminded at least me that, hey, my namesake ain't going anywhere because I got Hunter Henry plugged in to the tight end slot so I can keep that he-he-Henry name. Chad, let's embrace that. Let's go ahead and give the folks at home, the loyal, loyal listeners, another another rendition of your version of Hungry Horny Henry. Well, and here we go. Here's the twist on, on the show right now because I'm adding another word to this name right now. Whoa. I'm throwing out my prediction right now because I believe that Hungry Horny and he, he Henry is going to be a little more than that this week. I think he's going to be happy. I, I think he's gonna be. Oh. I think he's gonna be happy, hungry, horny, and <laughs> Henry because he's gonna he's gonna take this one. Now, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But, you know, I was I was already planning on taking Quinn this week, and this was a little bit before the trade. But fine, whatever. Uh, still has a winning squad, and let me tell you right now because this is why. I wasn't not going to change. This is this is exactly why, because you look who's on the opposing team right now. Look at, at that quarterback spot. TB12, it's baby. TB12. That's an easy 40.9 on Sunday Night Football. It's TB12, and let's just let's pipe down a little. 
So that's exactly why, because I can't, I cannot, I, I can't go that way. Not in this situation. No way am I going to pick the team that has Tom Brady, which, I mean, you say what you want. I mean, obviously, he's the man, but I'm still not going to, that's just not, I'm not going to predict it. I'm not going to, I don't want that. It's never going to be anything I want. And so I'm just hoping that there's some room for, for people to be happy, hungry, horny. And he, he Henry. <laughs> there you go. Quinners, Chadillac, TT. Thanks. You're not only going to be hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry, but you're going to be plenty happy too. Unfortunately, my co-host is wrong. Jakob, you're going to be the one that's happy. Jacob is the 13-point favorite. He's the 13-point favorite for a reason. Because, one, yes, TB12's up top. He's going to go ahead and give a throttling to the boys on Sunday night and pile up some points there. We'll go north of that 26 projection that they have. But also go ahead and give me Kyle Pitts to have a nice week this week as well. And then DeAndre Swift, he's been an apple of my eye. I think he gets it done on, on the ground game and goes ahead and not only wins this game outright, I'll go ahead and say, show me where you shit from, gets the show off his shitter to Quinters next week, this week, I should say, and covers the spread at that. Well, and, you know, the thing is, too, uh, Eckler, I really, yeah, really big fan of his. Uh, I, I um, really respect him. Yeah, this guy's kind of a freak. <laughs> and he's definitely going to be putting up some points. So we'll see. I mean, hope I didn't speak too soon, but we'll put confidence in them for Hungry Horn and Heat because we want to be confident. We want to be horny. Uh, <laughs> Not too horny. We're sharing a hotel room tonight. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> save, save that till you get home. Absolutely. Um, so, if you had to give a beverage to both these folks, what would you give them? I'm sure Quinn, Jake, they're on the edge of their seats. They just probably pumped up the volume on the Race 3 podcast to hear this take. So, I'm not sure why. But for Hungry Horn and Hee Henry, I mean, one of the things is I thought that a margarita might be a nice choice. Margarita? For for uh, Quinn. And the thing is because, I don't know. I mean, on the rocks or frozen? Uh, On the rocks. That boy. Only way to have margarita. And the thing is, you know, some people might get a little bit more. I mean, I hate to just overuse the word horny, but. You know, after drinking one, so but a secondary choice would be we'll go with Jim Beam, kind of a bourbon type of thing for uh Quinn. Um, just trying to give a little nod to uh his love of the Saints, but ah, um, Bourbon Street, I see what you're doing there, yeah. So, uh, those would be my choices for Quinn, definitely two great choices. I mean, if he drinks them both, he's gonna be feeling. Maybe. Pretty good for the uh, uh, the games. This maybe, maybe a shot of Jim Beam chased by a margarita then, huh? Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so who else we got then? We got Jacob Meyer, Jacob Meyer. All right, so for, for Jake, this is good. This is really good stuff here. I have for him... Budweiser. 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 And and I'll explain that because, for one, it's the most popular beer in Minnesota. 
was <laughs> so the the Vikeweer fan himself is <laughs> why are you relating him to Budweiser? And he's like a he's kind of like a Clydesdale. Whoa, like Clydesdale. Just uh, uh, just a beautiful specimen. And um, jeez, you're gonna let this go right to his head. <laughs> he just kind of hops around and until he twists an ankle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then you gotta put a gun to his head and lay him down. <laughs> but I just kind of feel like um, you know anywhere you go, people know about Budweiser. Um, People know Jake. They know um, across the board that um, he's he's a talented talented guy. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna let him go ahead with the butt heavy. Um, it's not gonna be, you know, my first choice. I mean, I think it's kind of worn out a little bit, but um, that's what he gets. <laughs> All right. So we've got the Budweiser going up against the. Jim Beam bourbon shot with a margarita chaser. Let's keep this thing scooting along. I'm loving the analysis. Chad Alexi, good luck to both of you in week one. Now we've got none other than Dan Lawfridge's sinners like me up already. 32 points on my smoking mate, my barbecue partner, Tommy B himself, and the Tomcats up 32 points on the week. Thanks to a 26-point outing from Stefan Diggs, who was on the receiving end of a lot of those passes from the Josh Allen performance on Thursday night. And then his kicker, Matt Gay, also, if I'm not mistaken, knocked in a 50-yard field goal and then had an extra point to give him six. So that puts Daniel at 32 points. Tommy B didn't have anyone participating in Thursday night football. We have a tight, tight projection here, but yet the centers like me are a six-point favorite here. 138 to 133. Um, I'm going to scan through these quick here. I'll give you my prediction, and I'll let you bring the alcoholic beverage to the squads. Does that sound, sound fair? Sounds good. All right. Going through this, um, there is really a lot to like on both of these squads. It is chalked full. Um, this is what I will say. I'm a little worried about... Two things on this roster. I'm worried about Damian Pierce. He's been getting a lot of hype there in the halfback two spot. End of the day, he's a rookie, I think fourth round draft pick rookie, third day draft equity. Going up in a game where I would imagine the Houston Texans are profiled to probably not be in it very long against the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know with Damian Pierce if that's really the game script that he needs. Then I'm also worried about Tyreek the Freak Hill going up against Patriots. I think I harp on this pretty often, but Bill Belichick and that Patriots defense is always known to do what? Take away typically the top threat, offensive threat from the opposing team. I think really without a doubt for the Miami Dolphins, that's got to be Tyreek Hill. So I think they are going to do everything they can in their power to script him out of the game. So I think we may have two lower than expected points there that hurt. On the flip side, I think that new acquisition of the Tomcats of going out and getting Derrick Henry Going up against the New York Giants, I think he runs all over the place. And then I think Michael Pittman Jr. against that Houston team. You know, if I think they're going to be out in front, they're going to be running and gunning. I think Michael Pittman's going to have to be a part of that. And then, I hate to say it, Chad Alex, CT, but C.D. Lamb is a bit of an apple of my eye. I mean, you have an 88 jersey on right now. Might not be CD, CDs, it's Dez's, but you know what? I think he can still have a big game on Sunday night football against the Buccaneers secondary. 
Jadalak CT. With all that said, I'm going to say that the Tomcats not only cover, they go out and get a big week one victory over sinners like me. Well, I think that was some excellent analysis, and I would <laughs> not disagree with CD Lamb projections. Okay. But now, for me, I'd like to give a little nod to uh, sinners like me and and say the fact that Herbert is totally underrated when you talk about oh, – That's good. When you talk about some of these top quarterbacks in the league coming up, and uh, let me reiterate, Josh Allen, okay, we saw he's the real deal. We see how dynamic he is, how what he can do with the ball, with when he has it, uh, if he decides to run it, uh, just everything he can do. But Herbert, you know, for whatever reason, he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. Um, I mean, I think people know how good he is, but at the same time, it's just right. he, he, I just don't feel like he really is getting that top recognition. So um, I feel like he's going to put up some great numbers this week. And I do want to um, address something personal uh, tonight with Dan. Uh, I feel like that, um, you know, maybe I upset Dan at a certain point in time um, oh. <laughs> during some trade talks. And, Dan, oh. I just, I just want to say, Dan, I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, I hope I didn't uh, upset you during those trade talks. Um, I know I know we didn't come to an agreement, but and I understand why. Uh, I mean, yeah, you didn't need that. You don't need that player. That's for sure true. But um, didn't also want to just give him to you either. So I mean, uh, that is a heartfelt apology coming from Chadlack CT. I tell you what, if there's any bad blood there because of trade talks, I think you two owners need to sit down over a nice cocktail and mend the relationship there what kind of cocktails would you be having with each of these owners well with tom i think that um i think tom represents the champagne of beers whoa uh, we're gonna go miller line i mean if you're gonna be up in wisconsin chances are you might run into a miller um and i think that tom would enjoy it um, yeah here he strikes me as a champagne of beers kind of guy I just think Tom would chuck the shit out of a Miller, and he'd <laughs> have, have a great time. Um, so, and the thing is, too, I mean, it also is kind of representative of uh, Tom's team because he's kind of he's on the up and up, made a big trade, and Miller Lights not going anywhere, and I, I maybe Tom's not either. So uh, we'll go with that. All right, we'll I love go it. With that, and then what about Danica Kirkpatrick? Well, now this is kind of interesting. Yes, tell me what's interesting about it. Is that I'm just going to go straight off of uh, the team name there. Whoa. And I think that. We'll tip the hat to Eric Church, perhaps. Absolutely. I think that uh, Dan would definitely enjoy a little Jack Daniels. Ooh, Jack Daniels definitely. kicked my ass again last night. Yep, and it's going to hit hard, and I think that Dan Dan's team could hit hard this year. Jeez. So, But on the flip side of that, though, you know, sometimes if you uh, drink a little too much Jack, you might just uh, end up face down somewhere. And, yeah, uh, that is true. And so, you know. Uh, if things don't go well for sinners like me, that could be 
he may not make the playoffs. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is factually correct. Things don't go well for him. He probably won't make the playoffs. Um, if you had to drink one of these two beverages right here, right now, Shaw Jack Daniels, a 12-ounce bottle of the champagne of beers, which one are you grabbing for? I would definitely go with the Miller because, I mean, good Lord, you know, it's Feel like I've been up since three thirty in the morning. Yeah, that's, and, that's um, because we have. We're we're we're, <laughs> we're it's a work trip, Chad. We're out here. We can't expense this without we're working. working. We're working. And I just feel like I just better just drink something to not too far off of uh, just a regular beer. Yep, <laughs> I, I'd say that is fine. Good luck to both those fine gentlemen, the Miller Lite and the Jack Daniels, in this week's. Week one matchups. Let's get into this one now where we have Nate the Great breaking Neckos and cashing Pachecos going up against Alex Fitzum chasing greatness. Right now we have a 10-point favorite for chasing greatness in Alex's squad. He had no one going on Thursday night, but Nate the Great did have Tyler Higby going on Thursday night. And damn, Tip of the hat to ESPN on their projections here. So they projected 8.8 points out of Tyler Higby here. Chad, you want to read the folks at home what Tyler Higby actually put up there for, for points? His actual total is 8.9. I believe it. That is pretty damn good. I mean, that's some good analysis, just like the analysis you get here on the Race to 3 podcast. I think we can certainly one-up that. So going through here and looking at these matchups, um, Kyler Murray, I already talked about Pat Mahomes and talking about country roads, take Mahomes. Uh, I think that game profiles to have a lot of points in it. I think Kyle Murray is going to be a benefactor of that too. The one thing I think you need to look out for there, there's no D. Hopkins there. He has shown times of struggling without Hopkins, but then they, he can get stuff done on the ground. He's a very mobile quarterback, plus he has his old running mate, from the Sooner days, and Marquise Brown now on that squad. I got to imagine that is going to help him out as lo- uh, as well quite a bit. And I like Alvin Kamara in that Atlanta Falcons game. So I think the Saints, Quinners, it kills me to say it, but I think the Saints are going to be up in a big, big way. That right profile is good for Alvin Kamara. And then I'm liking Jerry Judy on Monday Night Football against the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russ is going to cook in a big, big way. Which, for Nate the Great, that's who he has on top of his quarterback. So everything Judy does, Russell Wilson's probably going to negate a little bit. Other than that, going through Nate's roster for this week, there's really nothing that really sticks out at me and hits me in the face of really, really liking or really, really not liking. But because of that, just because there's matchups I feel strongly about on Chasing Greatness side, go ahead, give me Chasing Greatness, Alex, to get a 1-0 kickstart on the season. Nate the Great, unfortunately, goes down to 0-1 and give me chasing greatness to cover that 13-point spread. Cadillac, what do you got? Well, and now I feel bad because I'm right there with you. I am taking Alex in this matchup. Um, I just – Alex is coming in with the rebrand here, and uh, he is chasing greatness. He It's time for him <laughs> to try to chase some greatness. Um, one player I'm, I'm particularly excited about is uh, Al Kamara. Um because once again, I kind of feel like he's a guy. Uh, everybody, everybody, obviously familiar uh, with what he can do. Um, but I kind of feel like uh, maybe we've have forgotten a little bit. 
and uh, I think he's prepared to remind us very soon. Also, um, we have uh, just some great-looking receivers there that I think are going to explode for some points this week. So I'm just uh, going to uh, go ahead here with Alex um, and thinking that he's going to get the start he's been looking for. So that's where I'm at with that. Now, what, what do you uh, – I want to know the alcohol for these teams. Let's hear them. Well, and I'm going to start with Alex here because um, – he is uh, who I picked this week, and he's chasing greatness. And, <clears throat> I mean, Alex is a wonderful representation of Iowa and what Iowa can be. And so well, when it's a run of governor. <laughs> so, and when people think of Iowa, you know, maybe they might think of corn. Um, and maybe they might think about the Jews. What about? But, that is a funny video. One of the things that. What about uh, pork producers? I mean, you cannot go wrong with the pork producers. <laughs> no, you cannot. I mean, if you've ever had a brown sugar pork belly oh. at the state fair, you might have to have more than one. <laughs> but one of the things that I come back to and that and, and and everybody loves is a bush light. Oh my God! Yeah, don't they? That is the truth. So quite an honor here tonight is I'm going to uh, bestow the bush light upon Alex and chasing greatness. Wow. You know, you probably just upset 11 other owners. Up there. <laughs> Alex is the bush light. Wow. He's getting it. And uh, so congratulations on that. But on the flip side of that, Nate the great, Nate the great will not lose out on this because I have picked something truly fantastic for Nate the great. We're going with Boulevard. Boulevard? Wow. Boulevard. Boulevard wheat. Yep. Great tasting beer. Boy, it really, truly is. Um, and uh, if you disagree with me, well, that's just too bad. But uh, Root in Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, just a great tasting beer. And just really one that uh, you can't go wrong with. And throughout the season, I think that Nate the Great is going to be consistent. Uh, well, except for this week. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Got a skunky one this week. <laughs> Got a skunky one. But after this week, I think that we can get these boulevards in by the case. Wow. And uh, and I think that Nate the Great's stock is going to rise. So please, Nate, don't uh, don't hang your head about the these predictions this week because there can be some overreactions. And who knows? You might even pull the upset this week. But we're going to go Boulevard for you, buddy. And I hope you appreciate it. Wow. You know who you can talk about your love of Boulevard Wheat with? Jakob Meyer. He is a Boulevard Wheat fan as well. I think he likes to drop a slice of orange in there. Let's boot, scoop, boogie on to the next matchup here. Into the next matchup here. And it is a matchup in, well, it's a matchup. So we've got. The defending champion, the revenge door, Mount Daddy Squad, going up against the paper bag award winner from last year, Sam Harvey's Somebody Call the Dactor. And boy, oh boy, Thursday Night Football hit Sam like a ton of bricks down already by 40 points. The revenge tour is up 50 to 10 right now. 
thanks to who apparently just keeps getting better. Cooper Cup scoring 31.8 points on Thursday night football in a game where the Rams only scored 10 points, which is pretty phenomenal. And he also had Gabe Davis, who looked pretty sharp out there on Thursday night football, too. Yeah, he did. Living up to some of the third for the offseason hype and some of the hype that came off of that. What was it? Three tutty touchdown catch game against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, I believe. Maybe it was a different team. I can't remember for sure. He threw up 18.8. That was up for a big, big, big. And unfortunately, Allen Robinson on the flip side, on somebody called the Dactor side, only has 2.2 points. Um, unfortunate. It is one of those things. I think you'll get more involved. I was just pretty much quoted, I think, just last last week on the season previews. I think I said Allen Robinson had outside chance of potentially finishing as a high-end wide receiver too, potentially even sneaking in the top 12. Rough look on that take early in the season, but don't want to overreact from one game. Um Really, there's not much to, to, to say here. I mean, we have a 70-point spread. I don't even know if I feel like going about trying to predict a 70-point spread. I will just say this. I think already with the 40-point lead that Malk Daddy has, this is going to be a runaway train. Absolutely. And it's really unfortunate um, that that was the straw that uh, somebody called a doctor had to draw. Yeah, that is unfortunate. With that in mind, I think that the alcoholic beverage deserving of this matchup for somebody called Dacker, I'm going to go Keystone. Keystone? Uh, just leaving a little to be desired there. But at the same time. Arf used to drink Keystone a lot. Maybe he still does for all Seriously? I know. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's perfect. I, and the thing is, I did too. And at a certain point in time, I mean, uh, I remember times when um, – you know, we weren't quite old enough to buy, and, uh, you know, yeah. someone bring over a little Keystone, you'd be pumped up. Oh, yeah. So that's great. And and so, and Keystone's had some pretty good marketing skills here and there. So, um, Keystone. Keystone. Um, so it's not a total diss, but certainly I can't. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, Hart, but I just can't give you, like, a premier beverage at this time because uh, the team's just not quite there. So, um, yeah. Keystone it is, um, but uh, and something to keep in mind with Keystone it was kind of, it was there when we needed it, you know, and, yeah. and so it kind of kind of like kind of like you are Harv. I know you'd be there if we called you, you know, you'd you'd be there, but we're still looking for something more. <laughs> so now, we're talking specifically your fantasy squad, Harv. <laughs> now, if we're gonna be talking about the revenge tour. Which, by the way, I think it's probably time for a rebrand for Malcolm because, like, yeah, honestly. What are you revenging at this point? At this point, what's the revenge? There's just no revenge to be had. Yeah, um, just one championship. Sitting on top of the world. So no one needs to talk to his marketing department. So we're going to go with uh, Johnny Walker, Blue Label, uh, some high dollar. Wow, dollars. that is uh, some high, high praise. High dollar. Just he's got everything he wants and more. But we're not going to stop there. This is the tr- this is the exception wow not just a beverage but we're gonna throw in a little purple haze i'm talking not a beverage i'm talking about something you might stick your pipe and smoke <laughs> because we're sky high wow we're talking about something that's got a little purple on it something's gonna it, it might even stink a little bit stink like have, a skunk stink like a skunk 
because I mean you're gonna get a little of that Johnny Walker blue and it's gonna be feeling good and then you're just gonna and it's gonna take you away I mean Malcolm you're just on an, another level right now so you're the only team in this league right now that got that little extra bit there now uh you know is what it is that's what you get wow we're talking not only johnny walker poo label but we're also talking that purple tough going sky high says chadillac ct excellent analysis this is the only analysis that you can get on the race three podcast that's why everyone tunes in every single week and listens to every single minute of the race three podcast I have nothing additional to add other than it is time to get into the matchup of all matchups. We have the two hosts of tonight's show squaring off, going at it. Not only are the boys of fall and Jerry's kids, Chadillac, CT, and Kamish Conlon himself going head-to-head in the PHFFL, their teams, the Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, are going head-to-head in Jerry's world, and that's why the Race Street Podcast is down in Dallas. Chad, on the eve of all of this going on, tell me what you feel right now. Tell me the sensation and the anticipation you have building up right now. I mean, it's it's so hard to put into words because it's everything that I could have hoped for, just a chance to be competitive, have this be a competitive matchup, have our teams be uh a competitive matchup, which, I mean, remains to be seen, but the spread is one that would lead you to think that this game is going to be close. And I would say that, um, that that's what's kind of interesting to me is that I don't feel like necessarily a lot has changed since the last time the Bucks played the Cowboys. I mean, most people out there still going to believe that the Bucks are going to win this one. Change venue this time around. You're the home team. That always helps. Change of venue for sure. I think the one constant, the one thing that is always tough to uh, overcome, I mean, is when you've got TB12. Um, so that's one thing that definitely sticks in my mind. Um, and we can dig in a little more yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the prediction. Um, we'll do the prediction. So that, that will but, be our prediction. We'll do Sunday Night Football predictions here right after this. But I believe that the one thing that is maybe a little different is I feel a little better about this fantasy matchup between Ooh. Jerry's kids and the boys of fall. I hate to hear it, but I don't doubt you do because you know what? Matt Stafford went out on Thursday night and just played like absolute garbage. Gave me 12.2 points. I tell you what, he even mentioned to me, oh, I noticed you made some changes in your lineups at Trey Lance in there early in the week. Got some cold feet, backpedaled out. Got to watch freaking Stafford. So three interceptions and just not look. Whole Rams offense just looked out of sync the whole freaking night. Just 12 points. That leaves me in the gutter now. Projected to only throw up 118 on this week compared to your 125 points. I'm a seven-point dog. But you know what? I'm here to tell you that ain't happening. The boys <laughs> fall. They come out outright winners. Chris McCaffrey, he's back. He's going to be blowing things up. Your boy Joe Burrow, he's going to be slinging it. And who's he going to be slinging it to? No, not Jamar Chase. He's going to fall on the breadbasket of T. Higgins time and time again. And then Elijah Moore, he's going to be out there just 
breaking routes, getting wide open, getting catches from Joe Flacco, hitting Pager at least once, maybe twice. And then you know what? I hate hate to see it, but Zeke Elliott, you know, I think for the most part, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's not a good defense. That front seven, back-to-back years of being the top run defense. Don't love that for a matchup. High octane offense. At some point, the Cowboys are going to score. I think it's going to be down around the goal line, and it's going to be feed the beast that is Zeke Elliott. And that is why the boys of fall, despite what this all says, despite your nice matchup with Dalvin Cook against the Packers, despite your nice matchup of Cortland Sutton <laughs> against the Seattle Seahawks, despite what I think is a nice matchup of Dalton Schultz against Tampa Bay, despite a nice matchup that I think is Juju Smith-Schuster against Arizona, the boys of fall will reign supreme. Well, <laughs> absolutely. I cannot blame you for heading that direction because I was feeling the same exact way in the fact that I can't sit here, you know, regardless. I mean, if, if it was the flip, the script was flipped, I was, I would not be able to sit here and say that, that you, that you would win. And, and I'm not going to say that either because like you said, there was a lot of, dis- well, I mean, there was a lot of despites in what you said there. So I do feel very confident about some of the matchups that I have this week. So I'm going to really stick by that and say that Jerry's kids going to go ahead and take this one. I think it's time and it's going to remain to be seen. The one thing I will say is that there's a lot, there's a lot of hope in, in these uh, projections. I mean, people are thinking that people are making a lot of assumptions about Cortland Sutton being, you know, Russell Wilson's guy now. And yeah. We'll see how much they air it out. Yeah. But to this point, it hasn't happened. So no, that's true. So it's, you know, you're, you're kind of assuming. Yeah, yet to be seen. Juju and Kansas City's yet to be seen. Juju's yet to be seen. A lot of people think Juju's going to be Mahomes, you know, main guy, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, you it should be. You hope that it is. But until those points register, there definitely leaves some room for doubt. Um, so we'll definitely see. But I feel like. I feel like I have put out the most competitive lineup that I can for this week uh, to go ahead and try and take down, um, you know, a perennial contender. So that is what it is. I'm going Jerry's kids. I'm going to be representing this oversized hat all damn day. And I'm hoping for the best um, in both of these games, but we can dig in deeper where you want to go from here. Yeah. All I'll say is that I, uh, We'll get into this. We'll wrap it up. I'm hopeful that we're walking in Jerry's world. The boys of fall are up about 20 points with Zeke Elliott still to go. Then you have play Lombardi Lenny and Dalton Schultz going on the other side. I guess I'd have the Bucks D going. It would just make for some fantastic Bucks first, Bucks first boys watching, and it would make for some fantastic the boys of fall first Jerry's kids watching. Yeah, very, very uh, interesting the fact that we have each other's uh, running backs. Yeah, I've got. I've got. It uh, is interesting. Maybe you know, we should just trade them right now. Um, I tell you, and the Buccaneers D, I'm on the fence of even. I kind of want to go out and get someone. I don't like them really going against the Cowboys, but I'm too big of a homer. Just outright cut them on. I'm too big of a homer if I'm on my team to find anyone else to cut. So I might just ride and die with the old Bucks D this week, and that might be the death. The boys would fall. That's why you should not play with your heart, play with your heads, uh, folks at home. But what do you do? I'm a sucker for love. A sucker for love. With that, that is the week one slate of games. We will wrap that up, Chad. 
excellent analysis, excellent work. It was nice getting through that all with you. It feels good to be back into the regular season, but we have to bring – I know I already brought a Thursday night prediction, projected the Rams. I even betted the money line on that. <clears throat> that was wrong. The under, ding, 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 we take a hit so we can split 50-50 on that. Let's go ahead, get Odd Shark up here, and I think no surprise to the listeners at home, the game we're going to bring to you guys is the premier game of the NFL week one. You can say what you want about Thursday night football with the Rams, Super Bowl defending champs versus Buffalo Bills, the best things in sliced bread apparently that everyone has a half chubby on, maybe a full-on chubby to be honest with you. But you know what? The real game is happening down in Arlington, it's happening in Jerry's world, and it is because TB12 is coming in, going up against Jerry's world's Dak Prescott-led, Zeke-led, C.D. Lamb, Mike Parsons, Dallas Cowboys. We have the Buccaneers as a two-and-a-half-point road favorite and over-under of a beautiful 50-and-a-half. We have 52% of the money is going on. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 52% of you out there are intelligent, smart people. And then we have 70% of it going on the over of the 50 and a half and only 30% going on the under. So that's the breakout. That's the lay of the land. Jetlag CT, I think everyone at home knows where we're going to land on this side of it. Let's go ahead. Let you break down the analysis and really drive the ship. Take this ship to wherever you want. At this point, no one's probably listening. They say, you know what? No one, none of the other listeners are Buccaneers fans. None of the other listeners are Cowboy fans. They're tuning out. It's just pretty much you and me having a conversation now. That's fine. because But there is some things <laughs> that need to be laid out there. There are a couple things that I jotted down this week that I wanted to share about this matchup um, that I thought were interesting. Now, and, and I'll, I'll leave with my score. Prediction. Should I lead with it or finish with it? However you want to I do it. I should finish with it. Yeah, I would finish with it too. Give your analysis and then wrap it up with the score prediction. But So a couple of interesting things is that Dallas led the league in penalties in 2021. Okay, Undisciplined. Yep. So we're hoping to we're hoping to correct that. But uh, the uh, Ron Torbert is the uh, – I don't even know if I said his name right, but he is officiating the Sunday night game. Wow, we are got some ref analysis. People might want to be listening, and they'll get some actual betting advice here potentially. And he ranks in the middle of the pack for how many flags he throws a game. Wow. So he's he's in the middle of the pack for that. So you know, make of it what you will. I'm not even sure what I would take away from that, other than that's just the facts. But I will say one thing that has me excited this year as opposed to previous years is special teams because of a guy named Cavante Turpin who showed his burst and vision when he returned both a punt and kick for a touchdown in the preseason. Definitely the preseason, but I'll tell you what, uh, it's a, he really, to me, I believe that brings a different element into play. For this game, I mean, you talk about field position. I mean, what he could be if if that translates um, in terms of if they kick to him, whatever. But it's something else. Not to mention, I feel like kind of an under the radar thing is that you know if Gallup plays, if he doesn't, Tolbert's maybe not what he was, what they thought he was. Then maybe they might try and get the ball to Turpin. Just 
out there as a screen, something, just to try to get the ball in his hands because I feel like this kid's hungry. Wow. I really do just – I really do feel like this kid uh, could be something special with the ball in his hands. Now, something that really worries me is at the left tackle position, um, Tyron Ooh. Smith yeah. went down. Yeah, I hate, I, hate, I hate seeing that. I do hate seeing that. Never, never like an injury. Non-contact injury, but he's going to be out until at least December. And so Cowboys rookie Tyler Smith's going to go ahead. He's going to be starting at left tackle. And the initial plan for him was to play guard. Um, and let me tell you, this kid, he's just really strong kid. I mean, I saw some footage from camp, just him moving guys. And he looks like the real deal. But really? Exactly. But with that being said, kind of two different animals there. Um and for a guy, I mean, he has not taken – he's a rookie. I mean, so that is a ton of pressure put on a guy. I feel like Tampa could get around him. Uh, Will get around him. Jeez. <laughs> now, but uh, let's not forget that uh, this kid really is talented. He's mean. Um, it, it, it's really – it's something with this kid, I tell you, he's just really focused. I think he's he is going to be very very special player, but here in this week one matchup, like you said, they could could be a weak point because he's just not there. I mean, you, realistically, what can you expect from a guy that has never taken an NFL snap? Now, I want to move on a little bit here, and you know, some people might be interested at this point, maybe not, but these are some things I just really wanted to get out there. So, uh, Zach Martin is a guy I really wanted to highlight here because. I feel like um, that Dallas might run a little more this year, even though they're facing Tampa with uh, just such a stout run defense. It's going to be tough. now. And, and you allude to the fact that Elliott might get some points. Well, to get those points, you know, they're going to have to give him the ball. Yeah. He might have – he could have a little more success <clears throat> with Zach Martin there. Here's a very interesting statistic. Zach Barton that I wanted to share. He has more Pro Bowl selections than he has holding penalties in his eight-year career. He's the only active offensive lineman in the NFL that can say that. So definitely Zach Martin, give him his respect on the line. Now, moving on to something else I want to say. I'm laying it all out there, TC. You this are, is I love my it. chance. Oh, yeah, this I love it. Chance. I love it. The Cowboys have never beat Tom Brady. No, they're not, not going to. Now just now damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we let's leave open that possibility. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, this and this could be their last chance to do so, and it's kind of giving me a, a fucking headache. <laughs> Can I say that on there? Yeah. Anyways, um <laughs> Your muffs, kids. But one of the ways I feel like they can change the narrative with Tom Brady and change the narrative of this game is to get to Brady with some type of a pass rush. And that's proven very difficult for many years because Tom Brady has the quickest release in the game. In the entire league, he is who he is because of it. I think that in large part, he's – the greatest quarterback we witnessed in our lifetime, and he has 
mastered the ability to get that ball out. I mean, he's had good offensive lines in his career, true, but he hasn't always, and that hasn't mattered. He still hasn't been sacked a lot. And why is that? That's because he gets the ball out. He gets it out quick. So it's not just enough to, to, to even have a good pass rush. It has to be more than that. But Dallas has more than that this year with Micah Parsons. They're going to move him around all over. It's going to be something. There's, they've got, if I believe you correct me if I'm wrong, three new starters on that offensive line. Yeah, they do. And I feel like Parsons is poised to possibly take advantage of that. So I think Brady is going to be a little bit scared this year. Uh, maybe not scared, but definitely he's going to have to be aware of Micah Parsons. And if we can break through, Brady is a 45-year-old man, so let's hit him. Let's get there. Let's fucking get there and hit his ass. <laughs> That's what it's going to take because he's going to get that fucking ball out. Well. Now, if you don't get there quick, you got to get there quick. All right? Now, <laughs> with Prescott, okay? He is be- way better at home than he is on the road. No need to watch pregame tomorrow night, folks. Just tune in to the Race 3 <laughs> podcast. We got it covered. Another, something interesting about Prescott is he has a far better record playing in the late games than he does in the afternoon games. Much better record against NFC opponents than he does AFC. So very, I think Prescott will be on his game. That's something I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Dak. Okay. Now, we're going to shift again. Now, a lot of people have been wondering about Dak, though. He hasn't been the same quarterback since Cole, not that bad, Beasley has left (laughs) the Dallas Cowboys. What would be your rebuttal on that? I don't know if that's true. I mean, <laughs> my rebuttal would definitely be just what I've seen from Dak and um, the kind of the kind of player he is, the kind of person he is. Um, just has a lot of resolve. Totally embarrassing the way last season ended. I think it was just really horrible. But. <laughs> Was that the whole slide? Yeah, I yeah. just I didn't understand it. I don't know who, you know, we have to move on from that. But one thing with Dak is he can make all the throws. He can make all the throws. Um, and just has the guys rally around him. There's huge difference when, when he's not there. And you can say that about a lot of quarterbacks for sure. But, um, I mean, even you've alluded to it before. He's a guy that that you kind of respect, yeah. Based yeah, on yeah. the play you've seen, you just feel like you respect him. So one of the things, and I'm gonna pose, I want to pose this question to you, but as a fan, as somebody that just really loves the Cowboys, everything, but sometimes you feel it. You feel it in your gut. You feel it somewhere. Something makes you nervous. <laughs> you something makes you nervous. Okay. Aside from the obvious answer, you know, like like Tom Brady, but so who makes you nervous? So this is my answer. Who makes me nervous? Julio Jones <laughs> makes me nervous in a game like this. It's because it's just a one game scenario. He could show up, make a big play, he could totally burn us. Oh yeah. I totally could see it. And from what I did 
I, I kind of was snooping a little bit on some Bucks articles saying that some believe he's back to his former self. Okay, so we'll see if that's true. It's beyond that TB12 method. But exactly right. I mean, he, he could be 70% of his former self and he's got Brady. So that's really something that makes me really nervous. Another thing that makes me nervous is just the lack of space for Zeke um, out there. And just he's been very difficult to trust, uh, especially if they just, like, stay committed to him and don't decide to give it to Tony Pollard, who averaged about, like, what, six yards a fucking carry? Like, jeez. I mean, at some point, let Pollard get a little bit of the action there. So that's something that kind of pisses me off already, even even though it hasn't happened. I'm just kind of already, like, realizing that maybe um, he, you know, doesn't have the success that we all think he could. And then Vita Vey, he makes me very nervous um, because he's just such a big body, just really can move people. Uh, may not always show up in the stat line, but you would admit it. You would say that he's an animal. Oh yeah. So those are some things that make me nervous, and and I'm gonna and I'll switch that to you. you can tell me what you think is nervous, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna finish off here because I'm just on a freaking roll. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I'm confident about. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm confident in defense to keep Dallas in the game. Okay. I. Like the direction the defense was headed last year, and I think they just continue that upward trend despite not signing a couple of guys that uh, a lot of fans wanted them to. But in the end, I just think that they are really well-positioned defensively. Okay, So I think they can keep in the game. And then uh, I'm very confident, kind of already talked about this a little bit, but I'm confident about Dak Prescott. He needs to make a statement in, in this game. I think there's a lot of guys that could make a statement, but I just think it's time for Dak to take the next step, and there's no bigger way to make that step than beating Tom Brady and the Bucks. So Dallas has to keep its spot, okay, as the number one team for turnover differential, which they were last year. So we're going to take – it doesn't matter if it's college. It doesn't matter if it's NFL. It comes down a lot of times. It comes down – turnovers and what you do with them dallas very good in that margin and they need to keep that going tomorrow night in prime time tc you take it away you tell me some things you're nervous about some things you're confident about anything else you want to say i've laid it out oh uh, you my, didn't give your score prediction well <laughs> give me your over under here quick and the score all right well here's the thing i'm going balls on the wall because this is honestly cowboys money line I'm going to Dallas, and, and it is and it is freaking crazy. I mean, people at home might be sitting there thinking that I'm fucking crazy, and maybe I am, but I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to Dallas 35-24. Wow. <laughs> All right. 35-24. That means he's got the Cowboys money line. He's smashing that. He's smashing the over. Um, let me give you my thoughts and everything you had to say. That could take some time. <laughs> it, it might. It won't be too long. Um, my fears would be you highlighted three new offense linemen. The interior of that offense line is certainly different, but Shaq Mason coming over, filling that right guard spot is actually an upgrade, so we'll take that. 
losing Ryan Jensen at center. That is tough, but Hansi was drafted in the third round for a reason. It was to eventually be a starter in the NFL. I think he can fill in and plug and play in a big, big way. Yes, we lose Ali Marpet, the all-pro left guard. That's tough, but you know what? At the end of the day, you have still three out of your five offensive linemen are elite, elite, elite. That's more than most people can say in the league. Plus, you got a Tom Brady. That gets you out of the ball quick, quick, quick. So we'll consider that pressure up the middle a something we're worried about, but we'll negate that weakness with all of that said there. <laughs> and then what were some of the other points you had? Something about your rookie left tackle has heart or he has grit or something like that. A little more than that, just straight up talent. But he's just he's he's not he's inexperienced. Yeah, that inexperienced. He's gonna get put on skates. Whether it's Shaq Barrett coming at him, whether it's Joe Tryon Chowinka, the promising second year player, our first round pick last year, they're gonna come at him early and often. Maybe they'll send some Antoine Winfield Jr. out of a nickel position coming in on the corner blitz to just light Dak Prescott up, or whether it's Devin Devin White trying to do what you're saying. Micah Parsons is going to do, get moved all around, trying to generate some pressure. Devin White's going to be coming, bringing the pain train. I think that'll negate that. Um, overall, my thoughts on the games, you made a lot, a lot of really, really good points. Um, if I had to come in here and I had to bet this one way or the other, it's tough. I honestly can see this go anyway, but what do you expect me to say? I'm not going to come on here and give any other kind of prediction other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover that two and a half point spread. So they're going to come out. They're going to get the W. And you know what? The over under, I think I agree. I think we will see both teams put up enough points where this is going to go over the mm. 15 and a half. So I will ride, typically never do this, but I'm going to ride with the public opinion on both of these bets right now. Granted, that public opinion on the spread is pretty much a 50 50 coin split. But I'm hopping on that train. I'm going to ride. You set a score of what, 34-21 or something like that? 35-24. 35-24. I'm going to go ahead and say the final score of this game is going to be 28-24. to Tampa Bay Buccaneers come out on top, and we start the – Want to know to keep the train going and go and get a Lombardi trophy at the end of this year and host it up. Is that all you got to say about that? That's all I got to say about that. That is all I got to say about that with that Chadillac CT. Unless you have any other thoughts about the game, about week one of the NFL season, about the week one of the PHFL season that you want to give the listeners. Um, I'll give you a moment right now to give any other last thoughts to the listeners at home before we sign off for the night. I think I better just leave it at that. Better just leave it at that. Let's um, see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. We have an all-you-can-drink, all-you-can-eat tailgate tomorrow. We're going to go have some beers, have some margaritas, have some brisket, have some mac and cheese. Things are going to get a little weird. Things are going to get a little loose. Great. We're going to have big foam <laughs> cowboy hats on. Things are going to get wild. Who knows what is going to happen. But one thing is for sure. We are going to have a hell of a first week in the powerhouse fantasy football league. With that, cheers to you, Chadillac CT. Cheers to you, all the listeners at home. And cheers to the league. Cheers to you, Chad.
Jetty Blake as he walks into the goal. And the wild out shouting out to the sea to the shrimp who stared in disbelief at the mermaid saying he's got to believe that a life can take him home. Oh, 